to the Miracle Word Podcast. We believe that the Word of God gives you the power to experience never-ending increase in every area. If you're ready for revelation that will take you to the next level, you're in the right place. Here's your host, evangelist, author, and founder of Miracle Word University, Ted Shuttlesworth Jr. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast again today. Ted Shuttlesworth back with you on Worship Wednesday. And I want to say what's up to all of the worship leaders, the musicians, the band members, the sound men, lighting tech team, everybody that's helping. We appreciate all you're doing for the kingdom. And you are, whether you feel like it or not, making a big impact and a difference for the kingdom of God. Everything you're doing to bring people into the presence of God is needed and it creates an atmosphere that God can move and miracles can take place. I'm excited because today, as I announced last week on the Worship Wednesday podcast, I've got somebody special and awesome with me in the studio. It is the Queen Bee, Jenya Cherie. <laughs> What's going on, everybody? <laughs> and she's back with us again. It's been too long since she's been on the podcast, but... Uh, it's also because when I'm traveling, I don't get access to be able to do these kind of interview style podcasts. So I'm happy to have you back in the studio today. I'm so glad to be back. Thank you for coming over to do it. Yeah. And, um, I, I want to start by talking about the fact that if you guys haven't got this yet, uh, Miss Jenya just dropped one of the most amazing EPs, uh, and it's available on CD on Apple music on Spotify and it's entitled conquerors. And I want you guys to grab that, um, you just dropped this, what is it, about a couple months now ago? In September Se- Oh, so last it's been, year. Oh, man, it's been a little bit. flying. Isn't it, though? Um, and that thing came out, and it was just, it was killing it. It charted, what, number seven on iTunes? Uh-huh. It's number seven. And um, I remember I was checking it out, and then I started getting texts from people who said, did you see this? And I know you were getting texts. Mm-hmm, yeah. Super excited about it. And uh, that's a big deal when you... You know, you're getting so much love that you're charting. Yeah, definitely. And uh-huh. it, it's it's just really to see God open the doors. I mean, how long had you been working on the album before it really got about two years? About two years. So two into years. production, and then you were like off and running, right? Um, which was awesome. And I don't know if his name is pronounced Dufresne or Dufrin. 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 Yeah. Josh Dufrin. He's the man. He's in Texas. Yes. And he works a lot with David and Nicole Binion, right. Covenant Worship. Mm-hmm. And um, man, he did the arrangements on the album and they sounded phenomenal. Yeah, he did a great job. And you wrote all five? With the team, yeah. With the team. Uh-huh. And then Josh Dufrin helped put it all together. Man, it was, and it came out great. Yeah, I'm grateful. It's really, I mean, it's it's as quality as it comes, in my opinion. And we're got we're going to be doing... Um, we're going to be doing some of those songs, at least a couple of them, live at Worship Summit at this live album recording. Oh, yeah. I'm pumped for that. Yes, sir. Now, do you feel like I'm just kind of encroaching on your territory and stealing your stuff? Um, you feel a little I bit like I thought that. At, no, just kidding. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but it's going to be killer. Yeah. What was the, um, as you were doing this, I mean, this was kind of like almost, was this your first experience recording and doing everything, writing, recording? Actually, I had been on a couple of uh, hooks before. Okay. So I've, I've done a little little bit, not this intense. But it was for other people's Other stuff. people, yeah. But this yeah. was your first project. Yes, first time. So did you feel... Um, I mean, did you fall in love with the process? You going to do it again? Oh, most definitely, I did. It was out of my element because mm-hmm. I uh, studio thing is a, a bit different than totally. just doing live worship. Like live worship is big time oh, different. I can like rest in that, but the recording process was a little bit of a challenge for me. 
But again, as it is for a lot of people. I, sure, I have to give props once again to Josh Dufresne. Kind of did a great walkthrough of how to do it. Yeah, and, and he pushed me. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He That's kicked my important. butt. It was great. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and and you really once you got into the studio because I know he was making stems and he was making different tracks mm -hmm. um, that he was arranging. When you got in, you guys kind of went down for what a weekend a week and yes. knocked it out. Knocked it all out. And it mm -hmm. sounds awesome. Yeah. It really, really does. Thank you, man. Um, if you guys didn't get it, you need to get it. Even if you subscribe to Apple Music or Spotify, buy it oh, on iTunes. Thanks, man. Buy two. <laughs> Even though you can't give an iTunes album away. Or maybe you can. Yeah, you can. You can gift them You now. sure can. Start gifting that oh, bad boy I to like everybody. Oh, I like that idea. <laughs> <laughs> gift that album. Um, but uh, I remember I, I got mine from a guy who was pirating music in a, somewhere in a warehouse. and uh, But I did give him a hug. Um <laughs> But it, it, it'll bless you. It'll be. It'll really bless you. Um, coming up, I want to say this uh, because it's it's going to be quick. Coming up, May the seventh through the tenth, we've got Worship Summit 2019, and that's the worship conference that we launched last year. And um, Miss Jenny and myself taught the sessions. We did sixteen sessions in four days. Mm -hmm. And uh, coming up this year, we're going to do eighteen sessions yes. in four days, plus the live album recording, um, and. Minister Reese is joining us this year to do some stuff that's going to be killer. Yes. And we got uh, we got people coming in. I already have people registering. Um, tons of people have registered already. Uh, we got people bringing their whole teams with oh, them now. Awesome. So we got tech teams, lighting teams, sound teams coming. Wonderful. So it's going to be phenomenal. You did a killer job last year. Thanks. And I've actually aired that. some of those teachings on the podcast mm -hmm. on Worship Wednesday. But what stood out to you as far as what, what we did last year? And uh, My heart is development. Mm -hmm. I love to see something grow before my very eyes. And Absolutely. I think that's what Worship Summit did. I mean, time is nothing to God. So like when we get together for these, you know, four days, um, God does such a work. And so here he is giving us uh, just something to pour. Yeah. And when we get this opportunity to pour into lives, we actually get to see a shifting take place or or a growing take place. And then they take what they get to yeah. their churches. And so there's an uh, just a a dynamic shifting, a dynamic change that takes place in the worshiper. Yeah. Um, and it's powerful. So and you that's knew that I got, I mean, I got, I had people calling me, churches, pastors were calling me and saying, man, our worship team came back like fired up. See, yes. And that's, that's, that's what I'm talking about. That's what it's all about. Like, it's an impartation. Amen. Um, wasn't it awesome though to see like the hunger of like yes. all those people that were there? That yes. was like, to me, that was the best. Mm -hmm. yes. Like I'm, I'm, I'm happy for all the stuff that went on, but like to look out and see like all of those people like on the edge of their seats, yes. scribbling notes furiously, mm -hmm. getting in on it, you know, excited right. and then hitting the altar and just yes. crying out for more. That was like Powerful. to me, I live for that mm -hmm. kind of stuff. So I am super pumped about this one. Yeah, This me one's going to be killer. It's going to be crazy. And uh, if you guys haven't gotten a chance to do this, I want to encourage you to go online and sign up for free. It's a free conference, by mm -hmm. the way. Um Eight, as we said, 18 free sessions. And then we're adding two paid sessions um, that we're going to do doing, during two of the four days at lunch hour. So for $99, you get the two VIP sessions, which includes two lunches and two sessions with us. We're going to be doing behind-the-scenes teaching. We're going to be doing uh, question-and-answer sessions with myself, Miss Jenya, Minister Reese, others that are there, uh, Minister O., who does all of the keyboards for Abundant Life Church, and he's kind of MDing the band and doing all of the Ableton stuff for mm -hmm. backing tracks and stems. Right. We have so many people asking questions about that. Oh, perfect. They want to get into doing 
uh, stems and multi-tracks in their churches mm-hmm. and they just don't know how to go about it. So right. we're going to train you. We're going to show you how to do it, what gear you need. He's going to answer questions for you and uh, it'll be hugely beneficial for your team. Yes. So get in on this VIP session, uh, two days of that, two lunches, two days training and special teaching for only $99. You can get that right on the website. If you'd like to register and even get the VIP sessions, southeastworship.com. Southeastworship.com is where you get all the info, frequently asked questions, sign up, bring your teams. It's going to be killer. Yes. And all the stuff you need to know, airports to fly into, hotels to stay at, uh, where to eat, it's all on there, man, and it's going to be a blessing to you guys. So get down to South Florida in the spring. Mm-hmm. You're gonna you're gonna have a blast with us. So today, uh, I was actually talking to Minister Jenya yesterday, and um, we have like two of those paper cups with a long string that goes from her house to my house, <laughs> and we just yell into the cups, and we have messages back and forth. But we were talking, <laughs> we were talking about. Um, uh, what God has been been showing her, even as she's doing her own study on worship and praise and, and just in her prayer time. And she brought out something that I thought was so powerful, uh, which was uh, she was talking about your personal testimony. And I want you to just share a little bit about that because you were talking about Joseph during his time of ruling and reigning uh, as the second in command to Pharaoh mm-hmm. and then generations passed. Right. But what really struck you about that story? So when I'm when I started reading and it was just the very first thing that I read that morning. So I I couldn't even go any further. I had to like ponder on it for a minute. Mm-hmm. I paused for a second. I, t- I turned to my husband. I said, "What in the world?" And let me read you the, this little piece here so that y'all will see where, where yeah. we're talking about. <clears throat> so I'm gonna j- just jump to uh, verse six. It says, "In time, Joseph and all his brothers died, ending that entire generation. But." Their descendants, the Israelites, had many children and grandchildren. Did you hear what I said? Many, many children and grandchildren. In fact, they multiplied so greatly that they became extremely powerful and they filled the land. Okay, but here's where I start to get a little crazy. In verse 8, it says, Eventually, a new king came to power in Egypt who knew nothing about Joseph or what he had done. Are you kidding me? That's crazy. Eventually, a new king came to power in Egypt who knew nothing about Joseph or what he had done. Joseph changed the entire land. Yeah. An Israelite saved. Yep. An entire nation. And it was supernatural. God stuck him in a place of power. Yes. To be a deliverer for his people during that time. That completely bugs me out. I mean, that's something that should have been going from generation to generation, talking sure. about it, telling about it. Sure. And that, and then, I mean, does it say exactly how many generations it was? It didn't say exactly how many. It just, so at least, you know, grandfather, great grandfather. At least two or three. Two or three generations mm-hmm. and another Pharaoh rose up. Right. And those people knew nothing about Joseph, nothing about what God had done. Right. During, I mean, it's not like that. That was like a... Um, an arbitrary time in, in uh, history, there was a massive famine. Right, right. Which everybody would have known about. Certainly. You know, they were actually having to make plans mm-hmm. to have enough food in the stored up in the in the barns right. for the, you know, seven years of, of famine, famine, however long it was. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it's not like they would have not known that it was like some random time in history. It was mm-hmm. the famine, the great famine. Right. That lasted for years. People, literally, if you study the story in Genesis, people traveled in from all over the country mm-hmm. and other countries right. to get food 
in Egypt right. to take it back. And that's how obviously Joseph's brothers who didn't even recognize him mm-hmm. came back to get food to bring back. Yep. And uh, he recognized them, but they didn't recognize him. Right. But people were tra- traveling in from everywhere. Right. So, I mean, that was like a known time in history. It was famous. And they're traveling because they heard yeah. about this great place that still had food. Yeah. So somebody was talking about it then. Right. How is it that we stopped talking about it after the fact? Yeah. It makes total sense. And so it's like, it becomes extremely dangerous because now it's almost like you're forgetting mm-hmm. uh, what God has done. The greatest thing that God could which have is, done in that Which moment. is ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, like you've got to prioritize um, in your past the things God's done for you. That's right. I mean, no question about it. One of the things I've talked about, um, and I don't know if I've done it on this podcast, so I know I've preached about it plenty of times, but... One of the things that I've talked about is how that when God has done mighty things in your life, God doesn't ever do things for us so that we can live in the past. Mm -hmm. God doesn't want us living in the past, wants us living in the future. Mm -hmm. Um, But he doesn't necessarily want you to forget your past forever, but to remember it long enough Uh to give him thanks and praise Mm -hmm. so he can do something new. Sure. Um, One of the things that I I love to point out is that in the book of Isaiah, you know, that passage in Isaiah where God says to them, I'm doing a new thing. Can you not see it? Yes. Before he says that, I love how the New Living Translation renders it because God takes like a huge two paragraphs Mm -hmm. and reminds them of everything he'd done for Uh them. He says, do you remember when I did this and then this and then this and then this? And then he says, but forget all that. (laughs) Yeah. For I'm about to do something new. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting that like God, you know, God, it's funny how he phrased that because God could have easily just not reminded them. Sure. If he really wanted them to not think about the past. Right. But it's almost like tongue in cheek. I'm going to remind you. Right. Thank me because mm-hmm. we're getting ready to go into another level. Yes. yes. So it's not, you know, it's like um, if you've ever gone back, if you ever moved away from home, right. And you go back to your hometown for any reason, even a high school reunion. There's always those people that are still living in high school. Oh, yeah. You've met them? No, sure. Yeah, Mr. Mm -hmm. Varsity Jacket. He's (laughs) literally still has his class ring on, Uh talking about the good old days. Um, (laughs) They're living in the past. That's obviously not what God wants us to do. Mm -hmm. But it would be stupid to forget, like they did here in this passage you're reading, Right. completely forget Mm -hmm. what God had done. And obviously, we know it wasn't their God. It wasn't Egypt's God, but... Mm -hmm. To completely not know anything right. is, is crazy. It's insane. I mean, in, in the Pharaoh that uh, Joseph was second in command after, he loved him. Yeah, totally. He had great respect. Absolutely. So I'm thinking if, if the story would have continued to be told, then that there still would have been a great respect because the Israel, a person who came from Israel, Israel that lineage, mm-hmm. was the one who saved the nation. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, it really is interesting how, and and by the way, if you're listening to this, we're talking today about the power of a personal testimony, Mm -hmm. the power of your personal testimony. And we're using this as an example because it's dangerous and foolish, I believe, to completely disregard and forget what God has done for you. I always tell people this too, and you can probably agree with this, is that if you're waiting for another miracle to take place mm-hmm. or believing for another miracle to take place and nothing's happened yet, mm-hmm. 
the best thing you can do is thank and praise God for the ones that have already happened. Absolutely. Until it activates another one. Mm -hmm. I heard a preacher say it uh, in this way. He said, maybe the reason your next miracle hasn't come is because you haven't praised him for the last one yet. Come on. It's like when you do something for somebody, right. you know, and they don't even bother to say thank you, mm-hmm. you know, right. even bought their meal, open the door for them even. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, they don't yeah. even say anything. It's like, yeah. that makes you feel like not wanting to do anything else for that person. Uh-huh. And uh, I can only imagine how God feels with some people that like, he's blessed them. He's brought them from like horrible situations, right. set them up, you know, levels above where they were mm-hmm. and they don't even acknowledge them anymore. They stop going to church, right. you know, they stop being faithful to what yeah. they used to do. Uh, but it's important to stay desperate right. even when you don't have to be desperate. Mm-hmm. You know that's what I mean good. by that? Yeah, I do. That's, like, that's good. You've seen people come to, come to the altar and get real desperate when like a family member is diagnosed with cancer and they're right. like, oh my God, we need a miracle. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they'll dance and shout and praise and get into the word and right. fast. And But then like when everything's going good, they just coast. Mm-hmm. Man, that's you can live in victory yeah. if you'll stay desperate when you don't need to be desperate. That's good, yes. And part of that mm-hmm. is recognizing your personal testimony right. and putting that back into action. It's good. Um, we, you and I were talking before the podcast began on uh, a similar thing happened in the book of Joshua as mm-hmm. they were going into the promised land mm-hmm. where God gives them instruction and says, when you get there, there will be pe- pe- people that are pagans. Don't intermarry. Right. Don't you know tear down their altars, their temples, their, you know, what they had back then, Asherah poles. Mm-hmm. And uh, don't enter, you know, stay separated from them. Mm-hmm. And no, nobody listened. Right. They went in and started marrying them. Right. You know, the pagan women were fine. Mm-hmm. And they were, <laughs> they, you know, they, they were, they were going in and, and marrying them. And, and, and what happened was very interesting, similar to this story in Genesis and Exodus in Joshua, same thing happens. Mm-hmm. The Bible says, and another generation rose up that did not know the God of Abraham, Isaac uh, and Jacob. Yeah. So it's very clear that if we don't employ our personal testimonies Yes. that, you know, even our children could forget mm-hmm. what God has done. Yes. You know, if we don't make that a priority in our home, um, you are a great mother as well as praise and worship leader. Well, thank you. You're a phenomenal mother. <laughs> um, you have boys that are like, not just, you know, you've made sure they're faithful to the house of God, but it's not like they just drag themselves in and right. sit there because mom and dad said we have to be there. Mm-hmm. You have two godly young men that love to be in the house of God mm-hmm. and value the anointing. And you mm-hmm. see them entering in. That's the difference. You know, you, you see, um, you see guys that actually enter in versus I'm, I'm here cause I have to be right. Um, mm-hmm. you have one son that's now playing the drums and yes. playing, uh, percussion as well, mm-hmm. killing it. Mm. And uh, they're both musically talented and they both have, you know, gifts from the Lord, but you're a phenomenal mother, but that has to do with the fact of how you run your home. Right. So basically, you know, you're a no nonsense mother that and is you don't true. allow nonsense to go on in the home. That is true. But that also means that you um, really are setting a standard of godliness in the home that will be followed Amen. rather mm-hmm. than just expecting them to get it all at church. Right. That's a yeah. lot of people do that like yeah. a ton. Mm-hmm. I had a, a woman uh, one time come into my, when I was a youth pastor, mm-hmm. she came in and tried to ream me out because her daughter was going through issues in her life. Okay. And she was like, I thought you were her youth pastor. I thought Uh-oh. you were teaching her Uh-oh. how to live for God. Wait a minute. And I was like, sister, hold on one sec. Let me just <laughs> remind you of something. Um, there are 168 hours in a week. Yeah. I get her for one of those. Come on. You have her for the rest. Come on. So if Let there's her know. issues, please. <laughs> you know, these things start at home. Right. 
And um, right. you've done that. Thanks, you've man. done that really well. Um, so you've prioritized that. Talk yes. a little bit. I know this is, you weren't expecting this, mm. but talk a little bit about that because what do you and Reese do to make sure that God's goodness isn't forgotten in your home? Oh, that's good. You know, we do talk a lot in our house. We have great conversation. And as the boys are getting older, the conversations are getting even deeper. Um, so we're able to cover some topics, some, <clears throat> some content. Um, yep. And it's really interesting that uh, the boys now, because we've come to a place where we're talking to them so much, they'll come and ask us. Mm-hmm. certain questions, things that we maybe weren't even thinking about, but maybe there was something that they saw at school or, and then they know that they can come to us and have a nice conversation about it. The other thing that we do is every single night we have some reading time, uh, the word, like a devo, and um, and we pray. Mm-hmm. And this year we've decided to go through um, Genesis to Revelations cover to cover with oh, the boys. Oh, that's awesome. So, um, you know, because I don't want them to wait as long as I waited. Yeah. yeah I was like 20-something when I started going through it cover to cover. I did it last week. You've... <laughs> I just read the Bible for the first time. First time, huh? Yes. Oh, you're one of those preachers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. It's good. It yeah. is good. Yeah. It's, it's awesome. That it. <laughs> the boys are, um, you know, and we'll, we'll go through it and they'll ask the questions or we'll, you know, give them a little quiz or something like that and then take a moment to uh, give them the practicality of that piece of the word that we That's read. That's important. So that they'll understand it's not for just back in the day. Like, mm-hmm. how are you going to use this for today? Right. Um, so it's just uh, life that we're having with them. Yeah, yeah. That's I mean, what we do. Well, I mean, that's the key, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's interweaving yes. your faith and spirituality and mm-hmm. love for God into mm-hmm. everyday life. That's what it is. What ends up happening that's a problem mm-hmm. is when people compartmentalize their spirituality right. to Sunday. Sure. And then, you know, Monday through Saturday, it's mm-hmm. like, you know, God, talk to me on Sunday, but don't mess with me Monday through Saturday. Right. That's my time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I would say that a lot of the stuff that's happening with that you were reading in these these different passages of scripture uh-huh. is what happened is that people were not prioritizing yeah. what God did, talking mm-hmm. about what God did, thanking him for what he did. And so as a result, and not even obeying his commands, you know, in Joshua there. Yeah. So as a result, you know, it's it's a destructive thing that happens to your family and generation after generation mm-hmm. fall under a, uh, under a curse. Right. You know, it's it's very interesting um Later in the Old Testament, almost when we get to the New Testament, book of Malachi, God says, um, because you have uh, forgotten my commands mm-hmm. and you've forgotten my instructions and you've forgotten my ways, yeah. when you and your children cry out to me, I'll forget you. Oh, I mean, that's heavy. That's scary. I'll forget you Yikes. in your time of need because you forgot me when mm-hmm. I told you, you know, so it's interesting how important it is to make sure mm-hmm. God is a major uh the major element in your life. Right. Everything you do is based on God and his call on your life and your purpose and everything. Mm-hmm. So we see that and understand that like your personal testimony is paramount. Yes. You are um, definitely a great example of a personal testimony that can reach people. And But you know, the, I was talking about this and I find this to be very interesting that like, especially in the faith mm-hmm. group of people, like, you know, there's, there's a certain like word of faith style, charismatic, Yes. believers that, you know, we talk so much about living in victory. Mm-hmm. And we talk so much about like, you know, overcoming in every area of life that mm-hmm. it's almost like if we ever had to fight a battle, mm-hmm. we feel embarrassed about it uh. because somehow it, it's been preached or taught to us that like, 
oh, there should be no battles. Right. You know, you should be living on cloud nine mm-hmm. every day of the week. And I believe in constant victory. Sure. But the Bible's clear. I don't believe in, I'm not, I'm not one of these suffering guys that's right. like, you know, yeah, you got to suffer not. for the Lord. No. But at the same time, uh, as Bishop Oyedepo says, it's scriptural to be challenged. Mm-hmm. It's unscriptural to be defeated. Oh, that's good. So that's the case. Yeah. I mean, we, the devil tries to attack mm-hmm. and tries to take us out. Right. He can't take us out. Right. So, um, you know, there's been times in my life and, and you've had testimonies that it's almost like, you know, because of this environment of how everybody thinks this mm-hmm. like inherent thought process, we almost feel sometimes like, I don't even know if I should share that right. because it makes me vulnerable to like, well, maybe they're not so faith filled. Right. Maybe they're not so spiritual. You know, yeah. yeah. And, uh, that's something that can really stop people from, from talking about what God's done in their life. Certainly can. Um, give a little bit about your testimony and how God has used it mm-hmm. to touch other people too. Well, I, I will say first, uh, I, I stopped using my testimony for a minute. I, this is probably one of the worst things y'all could do. So learn from me. I assumed that people already knew my testimony. So I just stopped saying it. Because I was like, oh, they know. I don't need to say it again. It's like uh, redundant if I say it over and over and over again. And um, I would say just over the past couple years here, the Lord brought it back to my remembrance during a worship service. Wow. I had never done that before during a worship service, just paused for a second to jolt, I believe, somebody's faith. And I started to tell them about my arm. I was in a car accident when I was 11 years old, A, a terrible car accident. Um, one of which uh, the van rolled over when it was hit and the window broke and my arm slipped outside of the van and it just so happened to uh, fall on the side, land on the side of the van that I was sitting on. So the whole car crushed your arm against the road. And I was pinned because it was stuck in between, this this left arm was stuck in between the van and the road and skid um, on its side, mm. crushing my my arm and um, eventually severing it from my body. So it would let me say this: it was hanging by some skin. Man! But ultimately, it was uh, broken and shaved down, even from the road. And so I the had the bone was the, shaved down. The bone was shaved down. Mm-hmm. So, um, I, needless to say, it was traumatic. <laughs> and uh, but God's good because just then there was an off-duty paramedic. Like wow. the testimony started right away. Um, so as soon as uh, the car stopped, the off-duty paramedic um, they got some folks to put the car back on its wheels. The paramedic comes in. He immediately starts to help and pull things together and hold. You know, I got crazy blood everywhere. I get airlifted to the hospital. And here's what's cool is uh, by the time I get to the trauma center, um, parents get there and so does my church. So everyone's praying, everybody's believing that there'll be a miracle that takes place. Um, The doctor's trying to put some things together, but like I said before, the bone was shaved down right? Yeah. and broke in such a way. My mom said when she saw the x-ray, it looked like a chicken bone. Oh my goodness. Uh, splintered, like, yep. you know, and uh, he came out, the doctor, and he says, listen, guys, I don't know how to put this bone back together. I'm probably going to have to amputate it completely, and mm. she's going to have to work on getting a prosthetic. 11 years old, wow. 1991, this is what's going on in my life. And just then is when I want to say the faith arose even more mm-hmm. because uh, the family of Abundant Life came through in prayer for me. Yep. By the time the doctor walked back to his operating room after telling the nurses, don't touch her. I can't figure out how to do it. Let, let me just go talk to the parents. He goes back in and he yells out, who touched her? 
Come on. Come on. Who touched her? He touched me. Come on, sing it. (laughs) (laughs) And he said, but I don't understand. All I have to do is twist this bone and it goes right back together. Like a puzzle piece. Just like that. And so long story short, many, many surgeries um, to, to... kind of put things back in alignment. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, I sit here before you with an amazing miracle. That is amazing. <laughs> an amazing testimony because yeah. I have an arm that moves. I work out with this arm. Mm-hmm. I worship. I jam with this arm. And she is now learning to play the guitar with, with that arm. With this arm. arm. <laughs> yep. Now you're really going to hold me accountable. Dang That's it, awesome. man. You told all these people. <laughs> She's doing a live album and recording with her guitar. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> you pause right there. <laughs> but that, no, that's awesome. And yes. then you've, like many times, even in public, mm-hmm. you know, you've, you've like used that opportunity yes. to tell people about the goodness of God. People you don't even know. Yeah. I used to hate when I was a kid when people would stare at me. I mean, I covered this arm for many years, even when I didn't have any open wounds. Mm-hmm. I just covered it with this thing called a Job stocking. Mm-hmm. I got so connected to this safety place, safe place where mm-hmm. nobody could see this scar. Nope, nope, you, no one, you don't need to see it. It was even my skin color. Wow. So I was okay for a minute. Yeah, you know, nobody has to see it. Long sleeves. And uh, I think God really slapped me in the face one day and I, re- I realized this right here is a banner of victory that I can wave, mm-hmm. you know, and let people know what God has done. Yep. So when I'm out in the streets now, oh man, please stare at me. Yeah. Please look at me. You've had me. it happen in like grocery stores yes. and everywhere else. Oh my goodness. They'll, they'll say, you know, if they, if they finally get the courage, yeah. what happened to your arm? And I'm like, oh, let me just tell you yeah. <laughs> how good. The devil tried to steal your arm yes. and God gave it back to you. Yes. And it's fully functioning. Yeah. I mean, like. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have full mobility. God's used it. I mean, you raising those hands, praising yes. God. You know, it's mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah. It's, a, it's supernatural. Absolutely. And and like I said, those things have to be talked about. Right. You know, like I felt embarrassed. You know, many of you that listen to the podcast, you know the story about uh, my daughter Madeline being in the hospital. And okay. when that happened, I thought to myself, like, I don't want anybody to know about this. I, you know, it was like, it was almost like. Um, and, and that was a lot to do with like the enemy. He talks to you mm-hmm. and tries to make you feel like you're less of a faith person because right. you had an attack against your life. Mm-hmm. Nothing happened to my daughter. Mm-hmm. She's completely fine. She has no heart problems. She has no blood disease. Right. But, you know, sometimes there's that temptation that just because it happened, mm-hmm. I sh- you know, it makes me look like less of a man of faith. Uh-huh. But that's the same thing with you. I said, no, that, there's no way. God is the one that healed her. Because they said she did have a blood disease mm. and she did have a heart problem. Mm-hmm. But God healed her in days. Come on. Came out and the doctor was so confounded. He's like, I can't find anything. I have to, I can't even diagnose her. Wow. So I tell that story everywhere I go because Absolutely. it's a personal testimony. Mm-hmm. And you know, Carolyn, things she tells on her um, podcast and stuff like that about what God's done, uh, even about not feeling the pressure to rely on the medical uh, mm-hmm. world right? with uh, all these things for kids and stuff. And and, it, and we've had moms write her and say like, wow, just listening to that gave me the faith See? to like step out for my kids and understand that I can trust in God rather than having to be afraid of what's going on in the world. Right. So you see the power of a personal testimony? So powerful. It shakes other people's lives. That's right. And changes them forever. Mm-hmm. So it's foolish of us. And you say, well, what are you talking about this for on Worship Wednesday? As worshipers, yeah. as worship leaders, part of your worship is 
telling of the great things that God has done. Mm -hmm. And um, two verses of scripture that I'd really like to draw your attention to if you've never read them or if it's been a long time since you've read them is we were talking about one of them. It's found in Revelation chapter 12 and verse 11 Mm -hmm. where the Bible says that they overcame the spirit of Antichrist by the blood of the lamb. Yes. That's the first element. Mm -hmm. So you got to have the blood of the lamb. Obviously you got to be a Christian and the word of their testimony. Yeah. So the word of your testimony is a vital part of your overcoming power. Right. And if you put your word, your personal, you know, your personal testimony, if you put that on the back shelf, mm-hmm. then you lose your ability to overcome. That's it. And to help others overcome. That's right. You know, think about this for a second. This is a, a great thought we could get into for a minute. But when we talk about praise and worship, you know, many people don't realize that your praise is not just for you. Right. But your praise carries power mm-hmm. to literally set someone else free. Yes. I, I use the biblical example of Acts 16, 25, where Paul and Silas mm-hmm. were in the inner dungeon. And at midnight, they prayed and sang praises unto God and the prisoners heard them. Yes. And the Bible says that after they did, the whole prison shook. But here's my favorite part. Every door came That's open it. and every chain fell That's off. That's so good. Not just theirs. Mm-hmm. No, but no, but nobody else was praising. Right. Nobody else was worshiping. Mm-hmm. But they got to benefit from Paul and Silas's praise. Yes. So I really believe that your personal praise and testimony will shake mm-hmm. an attack off of somebody else. Absolutely. And we can see that that's it carries overcoming power. But, you know, we're even commanded to remember those things. Mm-hmm. I like to think of uh, often Psalm 150, mm-hmm. where the Bible says, praise him for his mighty acts of greatness. Yes. You know, that's a command. Right. You know, if, if we fail to remember the goodness of God publicly, mm-hmm. then we're not praising him for his mighty acts of greatness. Yeah. You know, we're not doing that. Um, and, and really... One of the things that's lacking, and I, and I know you know this, mm-hmm. even in our churches during praise and worship time, man, we are seeing, I'm trying to think how to say it. It's almost like we're losing the, the time of the service when we are to be giving praise to God. Everything goes so quickly into worship now across mm-hmm. the country. Mm-hmm. And a worship's trendy right now. Worship's popular. Okay. I mean, try finding... You know, try finding somebody that's putting out an album that's new uh-huh. where you got straight up praise on there. Find yeah. that. You know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah. you go to these these it's like nationwide known, mm-hmm. you know, nationally mm-hmm. known worship teams and almost everything is worship. Mm. You know, they go by that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it's like elevation worship, Bethel worship. You know, yeah, it's like yeah. it's worship is pushed and there's nothing wrong with worship. We should do it. Sure. But, and I said this at Worship Summit, nobody is qualified to worship God unless they've sufficiently praised him first. Mm. Because the Bible says that we're to enter into his gates with thanksgiving, then into his courts with praise. The holy of holies represents the place of worship. Mm -hmm. But you can't get there without passing through thanksgiving and praise first. Mm -hmm. And praise will do what worship can't do. Sure, Praise carries a different power on it than worship. Yeah, And uh, I think one of the things that you and I could encourage um, current worship leaders, music directors, Mm -hmm. people on the platform to do is to spend time publicly praising God yeah. in those moments, in those worship services. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know you, you'll you do that. One of the things you're really phenomenal at, in my opinion, and this is why I say she's the best, is because our church is large. Mm-hmm. Our church is very large. Like comparing it to the national 
like churches in America, mm-hmm. you know, where the average church now is 65 people. I didn't know that. Yes. 65 people come to church onto the average oh church. Oh my goodness. So our church has anywhere between, you know, nine to 1200, depending on the service. Right. 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 Um, and that's a large crowd to address sure. and make it feel personal. Mm-hmm. You know, you could easily just scan, you know, look at the balcony and look over everyone's head. Mm-hmm. One of the things that you're really gifted to do, which is why I had you teach a whole session on it at the last conference, was you have the ability to speak to people mm-hmm. from the platform while you're leading. And I remember the first time I ever came there and heard you lead, I was like, dang, this is the first time I've ever felt like this in my life oh. that you exhorted in between songs mm-hmm. and it felt like you were talking just to me oh, wow. not addressing the crowd you've heard me say that before mm-hmm. it's like you've got a gift to address somebody and make them feel like it's a personal message to them mm. and it's and, it, and it's engaging and that's why i say that yeah so you have the ability and you do that you'll stop you're not oh, yeah. you don't feel rushed you don't feel forced to like jump into the next song right and talk about that because you'll take time you'll take moments to just worship and praise god in between the songs and you'll t- you've many times you'll say like let's just take a minute and do this right let's take a minute and and tell him if we're thankful for this or right. let's praise him for this and mm-hmm. like you'll do what a worship leader should do and actually lead people uh-huh. into a specific Thanksgiving or praise or worship okay I, I smile because uh, it took me a little minute to get there you know um, I used to be afraid number one to talk because talking and singing is very different very different so different and so when I've first started leading, it would be just more so singing and I would throw a word in every now and again. But um, I don't know, the Lord's so cool because he's developed the the gift in me. Um, And so now I just, uh, I don't want anybody to miss it. And I think that's my heart, you know, when leading worship, I don't want anybody to miss it. So that's why I will take a minute, you know, and I'm not taking hours and hours, you know, I feel like... uh, you really got to hear from the Lord of when to do it because it could be totally wrong. The moments that you take um, where where you don't need to like belabor it, if you will. But man, when you hear the Holy Spirit just say, oh, wait, just mm, breathe, you know, and um, and then help people understand what to do in those moments, in those still moments, mm-hmm. you know, um, rushing is the worst thing to do because how in the world are you getting ready to hear the word? I agree with that. The, the worship is what helps you get ready to receive mm-hmm. the word. I once heard, um, I went to a, um, a worship uh, conference many years ago, and um, one of the speakers said that praise and worship is the anesthesia before the surgery. Wow. That thing hit me, and I mean, this was years ago, maybe 20 years ago, and I still remember him saying that, and it still reigns very true in the way that I lead, because I know people are coming in with all kinds of crazy things, and if only they could grab a hold of what God's doing in the yeah. worship service, they will not leave the same. That's right. That word will penetrate their heart, and it will transform them. Wow. So I've learned that we have, it's not even like I, I want to, mm-hmm. we have to take a, have just to. a moment to, for the Lord to have his own way. Yeah. Forget the agenda, man. Like you got to know when the Lord is saying, hang on a second, mm-hmm. I'm doing something in this moment. And if you would be obedient, everybody in here is going to be changed. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, and I think the other thing too is. People can tell if it's put on, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's, it's who you really are. So it doesn't feel forced. Mm. You know, I've been in services where people like, they're not even the same person on the platform that they are when you talk to them, uh-huh. you know, off the stage. Yes. So like, you know, that's a massive thing when you've got somebody up there 
telling you to do something you can tell they don't even do themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, we dealt with that a little bit at Worship Summit last year about, remember we talked about the fact that, you know, you can either end up being um, a tourist or a tour guide yeah, in the presence good. of God. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of tourists, sure. but you can become a tour guide by being there by yourself personally. Mm-hmm. And so that, that makes it ring true when you're giving those instructions to people. So that is what I, I massively appreciate. But I would say um, just giving some people some, some practical advice. I would, um, one of the things that I would encourage people to do is I would really encourage you, like she said, that when you get into contact with people, even if it's one-on-one or if it is publicly from the platform, um, use your personal testimonies. You know, use what God's done in your life. Don't Mm -hmm. be afraid to talk about it. Rehearse the good things of God and uh, make that a part of the worship service. You know, share. If it's a testimony, share it with people Mm -hmm. while you're, you know, we're getting ready to go into a song where it's like, hey, we're going to talk about the greatness and goodness of God. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, preface it right. by giving that testimony. Say, let me tell you what God did this it, week. Let yes. me tell you what he did in my life. Mm-hmm. You talk about the greatness of God. Let me tell you how he brought me out of this issue or right. whatever. And it's a it's a real life situation that it actually builds faith. Mm-hmm. Many people don't know. You know, if you look at John chapter 2 and verse 23, the Bible says, many believed on Jesus' name mm-hmm. when they saw the miracles which he did. Yeah. So it's actually... It's a faith-building element to see those testimonies. Yes. Um, it says, man, if, if that's really possible, that, that he did that for him, he could do it for me. Right. And uh, people need to hear that. Because how often do you think, I mean, we still hear people like, I remember when my my grandmother, back in the day, we used to have revival, she said, and you know there'd be miracles that mm-hmm. happened back in the day. And people treat miracles like it was relegated to the to yesteryear. Right. Have you heard that? Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, it's oh, yeah. still happening today, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. What would you say is one of the most? Um, what would you say is one of the most important ways to really incorporate your personal testimony as you're ministering? As far as because you're not just ministering when you're on the platform, your right. life is a ministry. Oh, yeah, you know your life is a ministry. Mm-hmm. So, what would you say to people like? Because you had to go through this. So, like, what would you say to people who feel afraid mm-hmm. to? give their testimony. I mean, instead of hiding it, what, I mean, is it just recognizing the power? What would you say to them? How would you encourage them to get out of that? Well, you mentioned that I'm a no nonsense gal. Uh, and I'm probably like that in every part of my life. Um, just do it. Like you'll, you're never going to get over it if you don't just do something. Mm -hmm. Um, our Bishop, Bishop Brick, he always likes to say, move with high intensity. Yeah. When you know that there's a moment that you can share, Mm Mm-hmm. Just go do it. Stop bugging out about it in your yeah. mind. Um, and procrastinate. And procrastinate because you're going to miss out on that opportunity. Mm-hmm. You may never see that person again. That's good. You limited have to time go. Of, and limited availability. So how dare us keep it in? You have to do it. Um, and and maybe you think about it. You know, you know that you have a testimony. Mm-hmm. So maybe when you're in your alone time. Rehearse it for yourself. Yeah. Think about what God has done. No question. Guaranteed when you get out in the streets and you're at the grocery store mm-hmm. and you see someone that God's pressing on your heart, you need to release this testimony into their lives. Yeah. It's not going to be that hard. That's good. Because you've already you've already been there. Yes. Just like you have been in worship. So a pre-planned mm-hmm. what you're going to do. Why that's, not? That's great. Mm-hmm. That's really good. Um, you know, I've heard people say... When, when they're trying to teach people how to witness, yeah, 
This is one of the things they do. You know that like when they have those seminars that mm-hmm. they, or they're teaching people to be like a light in the world and teach them how to witness. Okay. They always tell them the first thing they tell them is you're the best thing you can do is share your personal story. Right. Don't try to take them into the word. Don't mm-hmm. try to take people in the street and uh, like, yes. give them doctrine. Right. People respond to stories and they right. respond to your personal story because it's real to you. Exactly. So I think a good idea for people to do because, mm-hmm. so, you know, people, I don't know if you know this. The number one fear in the world is public speaking. Yes, I heard that before. Above death. Yes, I heard that before. That's nuts. <laughs> Which means people would rather be Die. in the casket than right. doing the eulogy. But anyway, um, it's true. So maybe have uh, encourage people mm-hmm. to sit down and like write out. That's a great idea. What they would say to someone. Yes. Or or, or maybe break it down, break the, their story down into three parts that are memorable to them. Yes. And so like first I would tell them this, second, and I'd wrap it up by three telling them this. That's a great idea. And maybe that's what you need to do. Those of you that are listening, if you feel a little, if you feel trepidation about trying to step out and, and bring your personal testimony to the forefront, maybe you just need to organize it mm-hmm. and sit down and know what you're going to say. You know what? Dr. Rodney Howard Brown's school, The River in Tampa Bay, they actually give people that are going to do street witnessing mm-hmm. a gospel script. Oh. And you know what they tell them? They tell them this. Go out on the street, and it doesn't matter. You just pull the strip out, mm-hmm. the script out, mm-hmm. and if you've got 13 people that you gathered up standing there, just read them the script. From, just look, you don't have to look in their eyes. Look at huh. the script and read it. The script works. Right. And they've won you know, hundreds of thousands of people to, to Jesus on the streets of right. Tampa. Right. Not around the world, wow. in that city. The FBI called him and mm-hmm. said, crime has gone down since you've been doing street. Come scene. on. So like, you know, he said, just read the script, mm-hmm. read the script. The script works. That's so awesome. if you can internalize your script, even right. how much better Oh yeah. because it comes across so much more genuine. Mm-hmm. So I would encourage you to make your personal testimony, a script and internalize it. That's good. And then when you're encountering somebody, mm-hmm. you don't have to think, oh, what, what do I have to say? What can I say? Right, it'll You've flow. already got it. Oh, yeah. It's internalized. Mm-hmm. And it'll work on the platform. It'll work at the grocery store. Right. And that I think that would be, you know, making your story relatable yes. is key. Mm-hmm. And um, in just a minute, I'm going to ask Miss Jenny to pray for all of you that are watching. And you know you have a testimony. Yeah. You know God's worked in your life. Um, you've got something to share that you know God did for you. Nobody else could have done it. So I'm going to ask her to pray in just a minute that God give you boldness to step out, Mm -hmm. but also that you would have a passion and a compassion for people that you just can't stay quiet. It's not that you just have boldness, but you see dying people, hurting people that need what you have. You're the answer. Christ made you the answer on the earth. And we need people to be raised up in these final moments of time to shake their generation by the power of God. So, Miss Jenny, why don't you pray for every person that's listening to the podcast that God would bless them and use them. Okay. Hallelujah. Father, oh, we just take a minute to say thank you. We take a minute to say thank you and to glorify you and to magnify your name, Jesus. Man, you're so good. You, you, uh, you're just amazing. It's hard to find words sometimes of just how good you are. But Lord, we come together as a family on this podcast to tell you that we love you, to tell you that you're great, to tell you that you're worthy of all the honor and the praise and the glory. There's no one like you, absolutely none like you. And we thank you that we get to have this connection with you, Lord. 
and that we can we can come and talk to you, Father. And even in this moment, I can talk to you about all these wonderful people that are listening that have a story, God, a powerful, massive story to release, to release in the atmosphere, to release in hearts of people that they come in contact with. So God, I, li- I lift them up to you, Father. These are your sons. These are your daughters who you've done great things for. And Lord God, there's... Uh, a shifting that's going to take place because now they're coming to a revelation. They're coming to a knowing, God, that it's imperative for them to share their story. So my prayer is, God, that their testimony would burn so intensely on the inside of their heart, God, that they have to release it. They won't be able to rest unless they release it. Father, I thank you that you're going to save lives with their testimony that you're going to change hearts with these testimonies, Father God, that you're going to raise faith with these testimonies and miracles will take place as they release what you have done. God, I pray for boldness, a holy boldness, God, that they won't even be able to contain themselves. They will release that which you have done, Father, and things would be completely overtaken by your glory. People, situations would be overtaken by your glory because of their testimony god we're giving you the praise i'm giving you the praise from right now god of what you're going to do in the lives of not just your servants but all of the ones that get to hear what you have done you are that good you are that incredible and you are that worthy of all the praise god we give you glory in jesus name amen amen listen all of you that are listening to the podcast we want to see you at Worship Summit. Man, this thing is going to be off the charts and you're not going to want to miss it. So literally coming up May 7 through 10. That's a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and a Friday. And it's four sessions a day plus the the two VIP sessions on top of those four. And then we have Wednesday night worship service, worship night at the church and Friday night live concert Miss Jenny is going to sing, and you're going to get to experience the gift God's put on her. And we've got the whole team's going to be with us. She's got phenomenal singers at the church. I got the band coming in. Sir John Grimsley, the Grim Reaper on the bass guitar, (laughs) uh, Elder, Archdeacon, Tim Adams on the the guitar, Mm -hmm. the electric guitar or guitar, depending on where you're from, Uh, Minister and uh, Cardinal Brad Strobel on the drums. It's going to be great. Minister Octavius on auxiliary keys. It's going to be a great time. I'm going to get on my kazoo. We're going to have a blast. (laughs) And uh, I'm so pumped up to do this. We have so many people that write in and they hear, you know, the singing in the Crusades on YouTube. And they're like, man, do you have a live album? I'd love to get a live album. And so we just got sick of people asking and we're going to now do a live album. (laughs) And it's going to be great, isn't it? I can't wait. It's going to be good. Oh, yeah. And, And so I'm very, very pumped up about that. So join us. Go to southeastworship.com and uh, register today. All the info you need is there. If you want to ask us other questions, send us an email at info at miracleword.com. You can send them directly to me on Instagram, my username, at Ted Shuttlesworth. Uh, Direct message on Twitter, at T Shuttlesworth, um, everywhere. Um, Facebook as well. You can use Messenger. I'm happy to hear from you. Can't wait to hear from you. I want you guys to jump on and follow Minister Jenya on social media. Um, her Instagram is Jenya Sheree, at Jenya Sheree, J-E-N-Y-A, 
S-H-E-R-E-E on Instagram. Follow her up. She is always putting up stuff to encourage people all the time. And uh, you're not going to want to miss all the stuff she's doing. Um, podcast coming anytime soon. No. I'm putting you on the... I didn't think you were going to do it. I thought you were going <laughs> to shut it down. No. <laughs> what's happening? One of the things, people don't know this. She is a fitness guru. <laughs> what you have... Explain this to me because yes. I, I am like literally... I, I have a high school diploma. That's as far as it's gone. You have a degree in... Tell me again what it is called. Dietetics. 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 And that's like... That's like you're, you could be a dietitian. dietitian. You could be a professional. Mm-hmm. Could you get into sports medicine? I could. You could write nutritionist programs yes. for sports for athletes. Mm-hmm, I could. So she she's phenomenal with all this stuff, and so she's been toying with the idea of doing for praise and worship leaders even a podcast Just say it. or a blog or something. Yes. Or you're going to talk about keeping them healthy. Yes. I used to be like super overweight. I'm talking like at one time I was two fifty two. And I was losing my breath leading worship mm. and preaching. See, now that's unacceptable. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. Now, that was something that would make her upset. <laughs> She's out there doing sprints and won't eat sugar. I can't even get her to have a latte. Uh, <laughs> she's true. she's out there running all over the place. Oh, gosh. And um, so it would be good for people to hear because uh, I know this is kind of ad-libbing at the end, but your body's the temple of the Holy Ghost. That's it. And he dwells in you, lives in you, mm-hmm. and is he has to use your body for his glory. Right. And if you've destroyed your body, then he can't use it as long as he wants to use it. Yes. You know, many people don't know this story. Hmm. During the voice of healing, there was a powerful evangelist mm-hmm. by the name of evangelist Jack Coe. Okay. And he had a powerful ministry. I'm talking creative miracles were happening. Mm-hmm. Um stuff I mean like on video you still even can't even believe it. you see it happen wow a woman came down one time with a tumor on her face like on her cheek yes he didn't even pray for it. he just grabbed it and ripped it off holy she smokes. had baby skin underneath and he <gasps> held it in his hand instantly healed stuff like that I mean wow. mighty miracles but very very didn't take care of his body oh no extremely overweight mm-hmm. and actually remember Kenneth Hagin yes minister Kenneth Hagin mm-hmm. wrote him a letter and gave him a warning, actually three warnings from God. Wow, wow, wow. And one of them was about his weight, and mm-hmm. he didn't heed that. And I, he died, I think, in his late 40s. You know, that's crazy. Um, I don't know the exact age, but it was young. It was very young, oh. either early 50s, late 40s. That hurts my heart. And there's no reason for that. I mean, no. he's a powerful man of God. God should have been able to use him for many years into his 80s. Yes. You know, and God wants to use all of you that are listening as mm-hmm. well. So I think you should just flood her Instagram with direct messages encouraging her to get that podcast off the ground. I mean, dare him, why don't you? Do it. I dare you to do it. <laughs> Blow dog. her Instagram up and just let her know. I'll take it. You know why? Yeah, because we need to hear it. they are worth it. Of course you are. Always. You know how valuable God's workers are? Yes. I mean, God, those of you listening to the podcast, you're valuable to the kingdom. That's right. Valuable to the body of Christ. Paul the Apostle said it this way, we're all members in particular, and we all need to function with each other. And he actually made, he said, you know, could could the eye tell the ear, we don't need mm, you? Right. You know, and I make that joke all That's the good. time, but you know, if you think you're an insignificant part of the body, you're not. Mm-hmm. There is no insignificant part of the body. That's right. I always tell people, if you think there is, then take a hammer and smash your pinky toe and see how insignificant it is. Mm-hmm. Your whole body will scream, we need it. Yes. So you're. it doesn't matter who you think you are, mm-hmm. you're important in the kingdom. It's good. And which means your body, which is the temple, mm-hmm. needs to be taken care of. Amen. I know that's like the, you know, pot calling the kettle black over here. I know I've not been the one to be completely healthy, and you all know that as well. <laughs> Late night Taco Bell drive through runs. Oh, my. Um, you want to go to Taco Bell? <laughs> not at all. 
Not, not even a little bit. You know, it was voted healthiest fast food restaurant in Can't the nation. Be. Yes, it was. No way. Yes, their meat was voted healthiest Gross. in the nation. Gross. Yeah. I haven't We're had going. it since 2001. What? Folks, 18 years she's been on strike from Taco Bell. <laughs> I can't this do it. This is insane. <laughs> this is insane. I got to get her a chalupa or something. Oh, it's not going to happen. But no, but you, so if you guys could help me, I've been encouraging her for now months it's been. Blow up her Instagram <laughs> and tell her we need the podcast. We want oh, the wow. podcast. We want the podcast. Bang your fists on the table <laughs> as you're saying it. And uh, hopefully that during this year of 2019, we will get one. All right. It doesn't have to be long. Okay, I'm going to try. I'm going to work on it. 10 minutes. Really? Weekly. Just a tip. You could do like a a dietetics. Mm -hmm. Is that how you say it? Yeah, that was right. Tip of the week. If it's even if you just tip of the week with a scripture and an encouragement. Okay. Stop eating, you know, quit, quit, you know, little things. (laughs) Okay. Watch this. Uh huh. Little things. Stop getting four pumps in your latte and get two pumps. Uh huh. That's good. Stop yelling at me, gosh. Okay. <laughs> I'll do no, it. I'll just do know, it. I just know how good it's going to be when it Amen. comes out. Uh, yes. And I will, I will subscribe. Okay. Um, so you got one subscriber. <laughs> I'll take it. We love you guys. Yes, so much. Thank you so much for joining us for the podcast. Yes. I know we don't get to have Jenya on enough, but it's going to be more and more as we move towards, especially as we're moving towards Worship Summit. Yeah. And uh, so we look forward to seeing you there. I love you. And until next time, don't forget, goodness and mercy are following you for the rest of your life. We'll talk to you next time. We would love for you to join us in a live service. To find out when Ted Shuttlesworth Jr. will be near you, please visit our website at www.miracleword.com.